Hey, y'all! Today, I have a follow-up with four, count them, four cancer survivors. As they vary in age, gender, cancer diagnosis and treatment, and how they are moving on. They have some words of advice. Get your mammograms, know your body, follow up with your doctor if things seem out of whack, and feel it on the first, reminding you to do a self-body screening the first of every month when you're in the shower. We talk about how to do a self-check for women and men. I drop repeatedly about how my band is playing at the House of Blues in August. I just really like saying that. Probably drop it on every episode until it happens. <laughs> you can get details at TonyOnTheMic.com. And I also dropped the very first sloppy rendition of a Lead Belly Ram Jam inspired song called Mammogram, sung to the tune of Black Betty from the 70s or the 30s, depending on which version you know. We do one vignette in studio, one via Zoom, and one recorded on a phone as the equipment malfunctions. So sit down, strap in, tune in, and turn up this multimedia, surgically enhanced episode of Tony on the Mic. Our story begins as these stories often do. Here's the story of a lovely lady. And when our children tell our story. And when our children tell our story. Listen to a story about a man named Jed. I mean, I'm sure that all of you have the most amazing stories filled with drama and romance and, and meaning. You have no control who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Story, story, let's hear another story. Story, story, that one was just sad. She's showing a little more attitude these yeah. days. <laughs> when I had all my kids, it's, people would say terrible twos, terrible twos, and I'm like, no, that's not me. That's that's bad parents. Right. You know? <laughs> you had like the Cancun of chemotherapy. <laughs> right. I have to say, that's the most amazing story I ever heard. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you listen to this fine podcast product. My name is Tony Lawrence, and this is Tony on the Mic. Today, we're bringing back some old friends, some cancer survivors to follow up and see how they're doing. Since their surgeries and chemo treatments and other things, they're going to sit with us and tell us the good, the bad, and the ugly, and what to do next time you have to go through chemo. Hopefully, there's not a next time. Hopefully, there's never time. But the advances we're making give people hope give people a chance, and uh, everybody needs to be aware. And we give them some tips on what to do to make sure you're not blindsided with a bout of cancer. You may know them as the Cancer Surviving Sisters. They were with us back in, when was it? We, February. February. Yeah. And we have some updates. Now, where were we when we left off? You had completed your journey. I'm, Actually, yes. introduce your name so they can this get your voice. This is Teresa again, oldest sister. And you are through your journey I, I'm, I'm complete with my journey okay. yeah i just have to go for checkups and things like, like that but yes and you say your name and everything oh so it. stephanie here and i and? am two-thirds of the way through my journey i've had two surgeries and one more scheduled in less than two weeks oh wow so now when we last talked was before your first surgery or just it, after it was, it was just after my first surgery just after okay mm -hmm. and um just kind of a reader's digest on what kind of cancer did you have? So for for myself, I had a lobular, uh, invasive lobular carcinoma. Uh, invasive is bad. Invasive is bad. You don't like so we, yeah. we we broke through. through. Yeah. yeah, we broke through, and uh, it attached to a lot of area. And unfortunately, I had to lose uh, all of one breast. And since I was going to do that, I decided for two. And uh, what kind of cancer did you have? A DCIS, so ductal carcinoma in situ, which means mine did not break through. Mine was still within the ducts. You had a, a what? 
<laughs> Dark, say it again. <laughs> Damn it. Ductal carcinoma in situ. So, ductal, D, so DCIS. Ductal carcinoma in, in situ. In situ. Yeah, in situ, which means in it's, it, it means it's in, in ca- place. Encapsulated. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Now, was it similar and yours just didn't break through? Mine or? did not break through, but mine were in the milk ducts, whereas Stephanie's were in the milk lobes. Oh so God. two two different cancers. Two I was hoping I get some milk duds. No, I, mean, I love <laughs> milk duds. Now you have. Now we have milk duds. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Actually, no more milk duds. <laughs> <left. laughs> uh, here we go. So if you guys remember, this is the journey you're in for. This is what you signed up for. <laughs> That's right. And uh, if if you're a fresh person getting a diagnosis of cancer and you're going to get your feelings hurt, please change stations right now because go. it's going to be met with positivity and humor and optimism and good spirit and lots of laughter so if laughter is going to offend your cancer sensibility like i said there's a bazillion literally a bazillion podcasts out there you can turn on okay now that was rude go away you prudes (laughs) so when was your holy crap this is real moment was you went first and oh well when i got the second call back for the mammogram that, that was holy crap it was real but okay. that you're holding that in because you don't really want to worry anybody and right. kind of dealing with okay ne- what's the next step but in your and head, it's just such a long process it. I knew yeah mm-hmm. I knew yeah. I knew and then after that once uh, now did you know when they called you back or after you took the mammogram no when they called me back I, I knew then Something but then when I went like... back for the second mammogram shoot uh, the radiolo- radiologist uh, gal the one that take, squeezes your boobs and mm-hmm. stuff, she left, and then she came back with the man that actually reads oh, it. Oh, yeah. And that, okay, was, yeah, and that was it. And he's all, yeah, yeah. this is, looks suspicious, so we're going to send you in for a biopsy. And, um, yeah, he was just, I was just kind of shocked S- by myself doing it, you know, because that's what we do for our mammograms. You don't need, a, yeah. you know, an army right. to go with you or anything. And, well, now you don't. No, I now you really can't go in with anybody. I was going to say, you need to, now you need to have... Your husband's permission to get a mammogram, right? I'm just kidding. Oh, Depending on what state oh, that was in, a right? good one. Yeah. See what I did? Hell no. Yeah, this is nature. If, <laughs> if you get cancer, you just get deal with it. How dare you intervene, right? <laughs> all right, I'm going to get canceled. Um, that's no, all right. You, you won't. push the limit. No, you're fine. You won't. You you're fine. Nope, I'm not going to cut it. I might cut it. So, what about you? When was your holy crap moment? So, my holy crap moment was actually um, at the original mammogram. I had went in knowing that I had already had some pain in some certain areas. Mm. And when she was referencing the different breasts, not referencing the one that was in pain, I had already knew that that was what was up. So, you, I guess having Teresa the year before or two years so before. Yeah. About two years before. Yeah, yeah two years 2019 before, and um, she was 20. I, I kind of already had the what did Teresa go through type of questions that I had asked her and uh, I think that one once I had my original baseline mammogram everything's fine then I went for the second one I was having some pain and she was referencing the opposite breast which we found out that your cancer doesn't have pain yeah, it's, oh. it's silent. Cancer silent. Cancer silent. silent, killer. silent killer. So you think of it like so, that. So usually, if you have something yeah, palpable the, and it hurts, mm. not always. Sometimes right, right, right. those are also malignant. Right, but right. but for the most part, almost always, someone will have something that'll bring them in to a doctor's. Hey, this is weird. This hurts, and That's, then they go, yeah. "Oh, hey, guess what?" Well, the uh, Karen, who I spoke to earlier, I th- I'm sure she said it was found on a on a root on a mammogram, which mm-hmm. is great. Brian, who had his. 
his wife forced him to go in because he was tired and he had headaches and night sweats and several other things. He goes, just go have it looked at, go have it looked at. And of course, being an idiot guy, you know, like we do. waited a little bit too long. Yeah, and uh, luckily not too, too long. Okay, good, good. Yeah, and and he was able to get everything cured. But yeah, listen to your body. Absolutely. My body, yeah, it was definitely telling me something, and it turns out to be cysts on the right side, but still those were not part of what I wanted to have in me either, so that's why both breasts went, yeah. So, how was it knowing that she went through it? Did you feel like... Oh, I'll be honest, I was still scared... Yeah. Uh, crap. Yeah, I was oh, had the crap scared. scared. Uh, yeah, everything I was scared. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I went to her for, what did you experience? What do I have to? What am I gonna experience? Those type of things. But in, until you actually do it, you don't know what it's like. Yeah, now, did um, you? Did yeah. you have your? No, not mammogram, not biopsy, vasectomy. Mm-hmm. Before. Her whole thing started. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, so, no, so I was, I was done. Okay. We were good to go. Okay. She went for a mammogram when it was time for her to go, and then, then she got the call back. See, you know? now, because I'm 13 years old, I mm-hmm. can't help but think, oh, Black Betty, mammogram, oh, Black Betty, <laughs> mammogram, Black Betty. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, Betty, mammogram, oh, Sally, mammogram, gotta check your boob, mammogram, make sure you don't lose. Mammogram, if you feel a lump, mammogram, don't be a chump, mammogram. This is a PSA for all women. Hats off to Lead Belly for the first recording and Ram Jam for the recognizable riff. I hope this sticks in somebody's head and make sure that you get your mammograms and such on time. And now back to the jam. Whoa, Jenny, mammogram, whoa, step, mammogram, do it once a year, mammogram, no need to fear, mammogram, it can save your life, mammogram, or mom or wife, mammogram, oh, Terry, mammogram, oh, Karen, mammogram, get your mammograms every year, feel it on the first. All right, I really could have done a better version with this, but that's all I'm doing for now. All right, sorry. You can talk ramen. I never heard that. Now that's all I'm ever going to hear. Yeah, when you hear the song. Oh, man. I don't know how that popped in. I'm sorry. I think we should modify that too. Please get that on. Mega way to, yeah. Whoa, Black Betty. Mammogram. Oh, Black Betty. Mammogram. I love it. That should be a feel it on the first uh, song. Yes, yes, I will do it. Okay. Okay. I got you. Um, Okay, so how soon after that did you know? Or decide that you were going to have a mastectomy, double mastectomy as well. Uh, the day she found out that she was having a double mastectomy or mm-hmm. cancer, that right. she, that's what her decision was going to be. We had already talked about that if that happened to me, that would be my decision. Oh, okay. So it was there wasn't a question of it. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's totally no hesitation. All or nothing. Okay. So anything either of you would have done differently during the process during yeah i would have had a mammogram in 2020 if i had been able to change things uh, now why didn't you did you just because of pushed off appointments there was no yeah. appointments you couldn't get well, into it because it was 2020 you can't really blame you know blame right, right, right. Medical, I don't but it was it was like that it yeah. was a medical was explosion so, so i don't yeah. want to yeah. say that it's anyone's fault right, right? but right. i didn't get my appointment when it was supposed to be scheduled yeah. i kept saying okay i'll take the next appointment and it turned out to be um a year and like eight months between appointments to where if I would have just had it maybe on the year, a year right. that there might have been less damage to have had happen, I guess. Yeah. So the lesson is 
Get your mammograms. Get your mammograms. Immediately. Absolutely. Immediately. And self, on your, your self-check self once, yeah. yes, self once a month. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Self-check. And, and know your body. Like, definitely explore yeah. and know the, and try to make sure that you can feel those differences. Yeah. See, it's, I don't know if I, I have a cyst on my brain. And, okay. Okay. i give you the super short version. If I... <laughs> Delsum is a cough yes, agent, cough suppressant, yeah. very yeah, and very powerful, and they use it to make purple drank and lean and all the stuff the kids are using to get. Okay. I took 16 times the recommended dosage. My family thought I was having a stroke. I honestly thought I was dying. We, I went to the doctor. They did a bunch of tests. I couldn't figure this out. I couldn't figure okay. this out. So they did a brain scan. They found a cyst. But now that we say know your body know your symptoms yes. know when something's different and you know I refrain from calling my doctor every single time <laughs> but but still do yeah but being aware yes. right and luckily now with, with that you can send an email mm -hmm. to yeah, your doctor I'm calling you know, my health and all that stuff yeah. yeah so I guess the point is no like, if I feel a certain tired I felt that my whole life or whole adult life you know since mm -hmm. I had kids you know you know yeah. that tired if you feel a different kind of tired yeah and then Mm -hmm. Go have it, you know. Go talk to somebody. Have it looked yeah. at. Get some checks and everything, and and don't. And again, especially with email access and yeah. what you There's don't no want. Reason to, not to. Yeah, don't look up all the symptoms on the internet. No, don't Google yourself. No. <laughs> so she does that. I don't. I've never Googled anything. I won't Google it. Good. No, yeah. won't Google it. No. Because my wife's a Googler. No. I can't. No. I'm a Googler, but I, I, I both sides. Okay. I, 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 won't, I won't go down the rabbit hole, but I want to know what I'm I getting into. The like before hole. the mastectomy, I literally I watched. I watched yeah. it on TV. I yeah. wanted to see what was going to happen to me. I didn't want to be. I just. I needed. I, for me, I needed to know. She did. Yeah, she didn't want to watch. But I was like, I. I need to know, and I. That put me. In you a know, good place, yeah. in a good place. Yeah. Well, it's I have like, to be informed. But see, and and once you know, googling it is one thing. Mm -hmm. But you know, like right after my cyst, I was. Anytime I looked anything up, I knew I had cancer. Mm -hmm. I knew I had early onset dementia, which was actually my first conscious fear was well, I was I was losing my mind yeah. and I thought I truly thought I was dying I was yeah. standing outside and I go I've never felt like this this were, must be what it feels yeah, like you know, I was yeah. tripping balls yeah. Yeah. So my wife affectionately like named that. the cis delsum that she and, named himself delsum. yeah and so when I it was funny because I'll do something she goes is that delsum acting up right. nice no. that's awesome uh, you both went through chemo neither of us had to go through chemo radiation no no no? no, no, and we didn't have to go through radiation because just straight snip, snip, cut, 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 done. Yep, yep. She she ended up on the um, hormone therapy. So though. I'm on hormone therapy, yeah. okay. and that's uh, like um, it's tamoxifen, and it's blocking the estrogen that's in my body that feeds the cancer. And how long will you be on that? Ten years. Yeah. What? Yeah. So I'm uh, a younger version, apparently. That when you're not into menopause yet. They, um, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> they have to take you to menopause. Then they have to get you past menopause. So I will be doing both of, uh, of those. Yeah. So I go through the menopause uh, stage and uh, once I get through that menopause stage, then I'll have it for another five years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And notice anything? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a yeah. So hormones of blocking estrogen makes you nice. I'm no longer oh, wow. nice. See, but I disagree with her. 
She, so yeah, I'm she, nice, but I'm conscious and, of my bitchiness. Is what it oh, is. Oh, you're aware that you're. A bitch, However, okay. I'm still a bitch. I'm <laughs> not gonna, right, it, right. it doesn't. It, it, doesn't <laughs> it doesn't take it away. No. I'm just conscious of it. And what I do now is I do try to save my relationships, and I go to the other room, and I will. Wa yeah. I literally just walk away. I don't say anything to anybody. Yeah. Not that they did anything wrong, right. but they're like breathing annoys me, yeah, or there's yeah, uh, the well, smell is annoying. And it's and probably it's, healthy if you have that conversation and say. That this may happen from if I just walk out, and that's you know? exactly yeah, yeah. what he knows now. So, like the first couple of months, not so good. <laughs> now it's so much better because he knows when I'm in the other room or that I walk away from my mom, for instance. Sometimes, like she's she knows I'm not walking away from her, but I right. might say something that right. I don't mean to say, but my mouth has no filter right. any longer. Right. Um, and I don't know if it's just because of the hormones, but also because of what I, we went through to where I'm just yeah. like, I just don't want to put up with anybody's crap either yeah. too. Yeah. So uh, there's that. Well, that was that actually <laughs> one, of the, one of the next questions is, is, has this made you look at life differently and or cancer differently? I mean, we all, and cancer, not, no. not having cancer. I'm very aware of it. I've had family members mm -hmm. yeah. and, you know, the world, and, and we're kind of immersed in a, in a cancer culture. Uh, but not having ever had it, I, I, don't, I don't know how, if I got cancer, if, how it would change. Like, did you become more, know your body, more have your mammograms, more have this, once you... Well, I think you do, you do take your, your medical life more seriously you know she's i mean we kind of always more advocacy though yeah she's definitely no. yeah, yeah. you, you got to be aware of it you've got you know you can't live with blinders on and a lot of people do right. that they just don't want to know right. if i live in this blissful ignorance right. you know it can't get to me yeah it can get to you I love blissful yeah ignorance. well <laughs> you'll the sit meantime, there for just a you little know, bit exactly yeah. Yeah. but at the same time yeah you, I mean, you got a life to live yeah so get out there and live it. You know, you can't be scared of the cancer. You can't be scared of it. It's going to get you. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But, yeah. Um, now you have, is this next surgery going to affect your bitchiness at all? Or No, that no? bitchiness gets to hold for a good 10 years the whole time that whole I'm, time I'm on that medication. Wow. It's blocking estrogen. So until I get through menopause where I don't really have that estrogen really kicking in all the time. Then you can, yes. Then you'll be nice again? Um, so they have perhaps. to wait through She's the. She's still so sweet. Perhaps she really through, might be lucky with that. They'll have perhaps. to wait through the ten years. For, yeah. You better for, be nice at the her, end of the for rainbow. Her, there's a bitchiness, <laughs> but it's because she was. So extra sweet before now uh, she's just kind of balanced out yeah you know? i think also because yeah. i've mo always have been laid back yeah and yeah. so for now for something to like set me off is really weird because i've, uh, I've never people, people aren't used to it yeah they're definitely like, not oh, used what's to wrong that. with you yeah. Yeah. nothing yeah. And she's what about life i mean we all we all say and me again being a non-cancer person i like to think that i say go for it live your life absolutely. tell the people you love them stuff like that absolutely and but do you feel that there was a, a tangible change in you when, when kind of face staring down the barrel of this? Yeah, I'm not scared anymore. There's oh, a lot really? of, there's, I don't have fear for a lot of things. So there was a lot of things holding me back at work, holding me back from like making decisions in my life. And I don't have that fear anymore Why? I, at all. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, no, it's no. just because I already went through what I think is the most scary part of what losing you myself. Right. You lose yourself in so many ways when you lose your chest, right? You lose that, but you also think about like, am I going to lose my life? Am I just like right. that yeah. just goes, am I going to lose my friendships, all that stuff. And then what you come out of it is just like so much more, everything's just so much more important in different ways. Okay. My family is way more important to me. Um, and then also 
like I said, that, that fear isn't there anymore. So if you tell me to do something, all right, what's there to fear? Like exactly. I've already kind of hit that to where I was scared enough to where I cried for weeks to yeah. figure out what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then you, you, you get over that. You get over that and you figure out, well, I'm stronger than that. So you're never Absolutely. scared. Snakes? Uh, heights. Snake. I think heights, heights are my only thing that I'll, I mean, um, I don't know how to take away heights. That, like, that's a big deal. Like looking down, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Other than that. <laughs> Pre-cancer. Get your mammograms, know your body, mm -hmm. do your medical stuff. What about somebody who just found out, I have cancer? What, what would you say to them? Well, I think, I think we touched base on the last one. You, you gotta, you gotta take that help. That's going to be offered to you from your family your your medical team, your friends. It, it, it's people want to really stay private with something like this. Initially in the beginning, yeah. they don't want anybody to feel sorry for them. They don't want anyone to know their business. They've got this, but what you need more than ever is that support and it's going to come through for, for me, it was super humbling. I'm, I am one of those people that I will take care of my own business. Right. That is it. I'm going to be organized. We've got this. And what flooded me when mine happened, it just, it floored me. I could not believe the people that came out and it, showed up and, and was like truly, truly there. Did you resist me. some of them? Um, I mean, not in, I, individuals, but like not, at no, first, were you like, no, yeah. initially I, I kind of was like, I got it and then right. I let it go. And then once I let it go, I think that let me build up to what I was about to face. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I wasn't trying to take care of everything else. I was allowed to let it go. Let it go. That. Exactly. And then it was kind of the same thing for her. She was, I, nobody needs to feel sorry for me. I've got this. And mm -hmm. then you, you kind of like hit this you. like plat or wall where you're just like, I can't do this anymore yeah. by myself. You yeah. just, you, you, you just don't have, or at least I didn't have that in me to, to be able to do it by myself. And then yeah. realize that all of the people that were offering help are being genuine. They yeah. want to be able to help right. you. Right. Yep. And, and letting people help is a gift. It is. It's it a is. gift to give yes. to someone. Because yes. if you think of how good you feel when you do help yeah. someone, mm -hmm. you can give that gift to someone yes. else by letting yes. them And they don't know what else to do for you at that right. moment. And they're hurting too. And they're right. scared too. Right. Because let they're also going through this because yeah. yeah. cancer affects everybody. And let them help in their own way. So yeah. however they can help. Like, yeah. uh, my, my girlfriend was a hairdresser and she's like, please just come by every, every, like every couple of days so I can wash your hair for you. Cause I know you can't mm -hmm. do that. Just having well, those yeah. moments yeah. where people would just yeah. like step in and say, Hey, let, let me help you this way. Cause this is how I know yeah. to help you. I think one thing that I did was I shied away from the phone call sympathy afterwards where everybody would call to see how you were doing. Yeah. And I, I just couldn't keep repeating the same conversation. Yeah. So that got really hard. But knowing that they were reaching out for, like, for my good, like, they were reaching out for me, you wanted to respond to it. But it, yeah. it did get hard because that, that can be well, a lot, right? One of the good things yeah. about social media is that you can put a summary. Yeah. And, you know, say, here, check out the, these two paragraphs exactly. I wrote or whatever. Yeah. And that, at least you can, you know, because people do want to know. And, yeah. And, I'm always cognizant when somebody's going through something that I don't, I don't want me to be an additional burden that you have yeah. to explain yeah. or catch up or whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, that would, I would imagine that would be difficult to, to, I mean, there's so many things about it just for, for me personally, like mm -hmm. it would be very difficult for me to accept help. It would be very mm -hmm. difficult for me it, to let somebody, yes. yeah. you know, and even though, and I, I should be the opposite because I'm the guy who, when, when something happens to somebody, I'll call You're the sick. first one there, I'll right? say, yeah. I'm going to bring you a meal tonight mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll put it in the freezer and you can cook it whenever you want. Or I'm going to come over and mow your lawn. Exactly. Or I'm going to the grocery store. Do you need a gallon of milk? Yeah. You know, but, yeah. but not, because it's hard to say, 
hey, whatever you need, let me know. Don't, yeah. You know, because no, but when you when you have something yeah, like you that, you say these yeah. are some things I can do. Yes, you know, and, exactly. And these are things I'm gonna do, or mm-hmm. I'm gonna hire somebody to mow your lawn. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. hire the neighbor kid to wash your car, yes. or yes. you know, just things and like those that. Things are so appreciated. Yeah, just take. You know? Yeah, take off. So, listeners, do that. Yeah. You know, do some specific things because that'll help a lot. I think that is really helpful because we think about if you say it the other way, we're not going to reach out and call you if we yeah, need something because I need something hey, by all the, the time. Day, right? Yeah. So yeah. what? How often am I going to be reaching out to you? But when you offer it in that way, that's so much more receptive. Yeah, yeah and I and I think it does. I I, I think it helps and puts people kind of at ease because oh, I got to mow the lawn when this is over or mm-hmm. laundry. Yeah. Let me come over and exactly. I'll take all your clothes to the laundromat. Exactly. I, you know, I might not fold them exactly how but you fold them, but they'll be clean yeah. and ready to go. And, yeah. You know, just things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so I think actually that's not to pat myself on the back, but a really good thing that people can hear. This is a good way to help somebody, yeah. whether it's like a death in the family or a sickness or mm-hmm. cancer or whatever. This is a, that's a good way to help somebody yeah. is to do these specific things. I am so you're freaking smart. You are. It's incredible. Amazing. But it's Delsum. <laughs> Delsum. Delsum. <laughs> feel a little dizzy. I wonder if it's the cyst. Okay. We've put it off long enough. You have been convicted of a capital crime. And I'm I'm curious. I'm going to go back. And with all... I, I did this with the other two guests as well today. Is I'm going to go through and find their answers and, and plug them in and edit them together to see who wants to go first. Stephanie. Have you had enough time to think? Yes, but what is so crazy is there is nothing that would change. There's literally yeah, nothing fine. that would change. So the food is going to be the fried chicken that she makes, not what my mom makes, but she'll speak okay. that differently. <laughs> the mashed potatoes my mom makes with extra butter. We'll take yeah. that this time. Um, I definitely, um, we talked about a drink, and since lately I haven't been able to have alcohol, I think having a nice fresh Coke on ice would be my only this, distance, Remember, right? that's what I said this last time, too. No alcohol, because I can't have Coke. alcohol. A crisp oh, Coke. Yeah, because it hasn't yeah. been going well with the meds. So, hey, yeah. a, a fresh Coke with some ice. Uh, my movie is always, always going to be Revenge of the Nerds. Get it's the just nerds. my movie of choice. That's a my movie of choice. And <laughs> you know so what? The, the song... The bad place. <laughs> 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 right? And everybody I, cheers horrible. I love them so much. <laughs> and then I think my song... And we had a debate on what my song was, which was Boys to Men... All for like All for One. Or All for One. And, and I think I kept... Spot- yeah, but there was, was a few the of them. What was um, the song? Because we were, I think no, we're is that, to... was it on bended knee? No, uh, now you're gonna make me not remember. Hold on, my bad. It was because the wedding it song. Was... <laughs> hey, there are at least two of us at this table who at can't remember. End. That's what I got on my head now because you said that. Nope, it's not gonna come to me until you start saying it's your either stuff. Either boys to men or all for one. And but it is boys to men. We figured that out. It's oh, not did. all for one. Okay. And it's um. Holy smokes, when I'm not remembering the words. You'll remember it when okay. I start talking. Okay, you start okay. talking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure, did I say, I think I said Breakfast Club. Or Grease, I can't remember. Grease is my all-time favorite movie, period. Um, you, we might have started talking about just like 80s stuff, and that's where Breakfast Club came in. Um, but Grease, food. Grease food, is my favorite. Same. My mom's mashed potatoes have to be in there. Period. Not your mashed. No, who's no. so it's her chicken? fried chicken. My, okay. Yeah, my fried chicken is the bomb. My mom's mashed potatoes all day long, though. 
But you made a different reference. But I think I did last time. Food. I did Mianesa, my our granny's Mianesa. But right now I'm hooked on the um, the wild ox down in North Park. It's this butcher shop, but they've got a menu that's got like eight items on it, and I'm stuck on the Philly cheesesteak. We go there a couple times a week. Wow. Is that what you're going it's, with? Right now, if I, if I was going right now to the electric yeah. chair, I probably would want a little a little Philly cheesesteak. Right. Yeah. And then good. your movie. Um, I still say Grease, but okay. have you watched The Offer? That's a miniseries. I know. Can I we talk come. about binge watching anything no, no, <laughs> at, no, at the electric chair situation? The, well, you could say the Godfather, but <laughs> no, because no, I, no, I like all of them. The We're gonna go two. The offer was fantastic. Wasn't it? It was great? really, it was okay, really it was good. Really and great. being aware of it in kind of pop culture in real time uh-huh. when it was going through and, and knowing the effect that, mm-hmm. that it had the offer was really good it, but it's I'd cool. say three for you wasn't no it? number yeah. two number two because of the, yes. to the, yeah. the kitchen one or two. kitchen yeah. scene in the kitchen with the cooking no that was mom mom liked that more because she liked uh, yeah uh, Godfather three I didn't love Andy Garcia uh-huh you didn't like the Godfathers or you didn't no, like the no, number three, three he's yeah no three was one and two you know extra yeah it just yeah. was, yeah. yeah. Two, two is it. I, I mean, yeah, one, yes, but two, I like two. Yeah, three was a money girl. All right, so yeah. you're going to see Godfather 2. Mm-hmm. And then, if you can put it off long enough, binge the, binge the offer. But we, we can't put it off that long. Off. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to the chair, babe. Yeah, and, uh, chair. and you're going to watch Godfather 2 with fried chicken. No, no, Philly cheesesteak. I love a Philly cheesesteak. And then oh, your gosh. song. You remember the last I, one? I, Bohemian Rhapsody because okay. that's what I love so much. Oh, oh my yeah. song was I swear. Yeah, I, I, I swear it would come that's to it, me. Yeah. Because yeah. then, then I started talking about Ryan Reynolds' movie. <laughs> yeah. Our band that's playing at the House of Blues August thirty first. Oh, it on fun. Tony, okay. Could you please? Mike. Yes, send. That, let's it'll be. Uh, are we gonna get tickets and just go? That's what I'm saying. Sold out. Oh. It's a, cor- it's a corporate gig. It's not, okay. They're not. They're not buying tickets to see me. <laughs> But Flavor Flav's going to be there. I love Flavor Flav. And, uh, That's Gary, Gary Busey's going to be there. Gary Busey, what? Stanley, because he's, I don't know, Stanley <laughs> from The Office. You see? Oh, it's, it's just, it's a... It, it's a... Okay. It's a giant oh, corporate... I'll figure event. out a way for us to get in there. I don't care if it's sold out. Watch. Final words of wisdom that we haven't said yet. Oh, man. So Take for it. those newbies <clears throat> that have just started on their journey, trust yourself and trust the decisions you're going to make for yourself. Well, I think we covered the basics. I think so. Mammograms every year. Absolutely. Trust your body. Know yes. your body. Yes. Feel it on the first. Every yeah. first. Feel it on the first. See, I've never heard that. That's her That's mom. my thing. That's her Did Instagram. Did you make that up? No. Oh. That's been going around well, forever. <laughs> so it's my hashtag, first though. of the month. Yeah, that first of the month is, the when you, is when you want to give yourself your little... Your self-exam, okay, men that, or women, preferably do it in the shower. What That's am I going to check? You you should check your groin area, a- anywhere you have like lymph, lymph nodes. Like lymph nodes, actually every day. Oh, yeah, it's no. You're lo- yep. you're looking you're looking lymph for nodes. anything inflamed. You you'll feel a little little lump. It sounds like funny, but if everything feels good once a month, and that's okay. why you do it on the first, because you remember on the first, feel, feel it on the first, first. No, that's good. everything's good. Yeah. Take some stickers and stuff and say goodbye to the yeah. folks. Bye, everybody. Make Take sure care. You do your self checks. Feel it on the first. Feel it on the first.
Okay, rejoining me, Karen Kyrus, back from her cancer journey. You um, you came on earlier and you talked about it. Now, where do where do we leave off? Was it right before or after your surgery? Uh, before. Right before, and then you had the double mastectomy. Correct. And what kind of cancer did you have? Um, again, it was just a uh, invasive ductal carcinoma, okay. so IDC. Yeah, so invasive is the word we didn't like so much, but uh, right. invasive yeah, only about a one centimeter on my left side. So okay. But decided to go big. I think we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Right. And then you also had, uh, so you had the surgery and then what was your treatment like afterwards? What was the regimen? Yeah. So basically I had landed on um, removing both breasts and then I had chosen to try to do the expanders at the same time, going for the two for one mindset. And so they did the removal and they also had um, put in the expanders at the same time out of surgery, I had the expanders in, right. And then was trying to move forward with that. So that's just a healing process. And then it was actually going pretty good. Um, the surgery was May 20th and then somewhere towards the end of June, the scars just weren't looking so great. And I felt, I felt pretty good. Actually arms were up, was getting range of motion back, everything. And then he kind of said he didn't like to look at the scars so much. Um, and I went in for a a 9am checkup and was in that same day at 6 30 PM for an emergency. Yeah. An emergency. Mm, Something's not right. Let's take a look. And so at that point I had to decide whether if he got in there and he saw an infection, if I wanted him to move forward or, or pull out from the reconstruction. So So what, what happened in the moment and did anything happen subsequently? Yeah, absolutely. So when it at six 30 that night, um, he came back out, called the kids at home and apologized profusely, but long story short, the whole left pocket underneath the expander was full of bacteria and I was really lucky that nothing had bursted or gone, you know, systemically through my body. Wow. So yeah. yeah, got out in the nick of time, so to speak. So um, no fault of anybody. It's just what happens. And I guess the mesh stuff that they put between the expander and my skin was just all gooey. He said it normally adheres and starts to do well. And I, I think Tony, my body didn't want any part of it. It was just like, get out of here. Yeah. So, and probably too close to the surgery, maybe, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was it. So then June 29th last summer was a huge setback. Um, I probably really struggled for the two days after that. I think it was probably a low point without a doubt, just feeling, cause I could have already been where I was at without the expanders oh, and heading back into my C's. Like it was right. a huge setback from the standpoint of recovery. Now, what, were you able to, were you able to practice? Were you able to do anything with the team at, at that point? What, yeah. What so that, sec- that Tuesday that I went back, I had just gone to the gym the first night on Monday night of summer. Oh, I was oh. geeked. Right. Like I'm yeah. psyched. I'm like, I'm like T-Rex, you know, I can't like right. lift anything yet. <laughs> But I mean, I'm in the gym, right? All my kids are hugging me. It's like, coach, you're back. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, we're making my way back. Here we go. I'm going to have boobs in, you know, about another five months. Anyway, so I'm thinking, I think I got this, right? Like I did the best of both worlds, made them, you know, made lemonade out of lemons, all this stuff. Right. And that next morning, um, yeah, like I said, the scars just, I actually had like a bit of a pothole, like on my, it was weird, like a, almost like a BB gun pellet shot. It's like, where'd that come from? What's going on? So it was just odd, right? I felt fine, but. So Tony, that's, I mean, that's it. So I I had definitely, I mean, I had two days of the pity party, like, oh my God, are you serious? And then was just super thankful and just, I'm here. And um, so the journey has been fierce from the standpoint of what now Um, got through that just fine healed coach last year um, was okay. I don't think I really felt normal till probably April of this year as far as now, did you, did they put expanders back in later? Did you go no expanders? What's, what's the status? No, I'm, so now I'm, no, I'm, I'm pancake flat now. I have oh, wow. nothing. 
Okay. Yep. So I have not replaced, um, adjusting to that too, like body image and you know, sure. getting out of shower and, but you know, um, it it's, you know, there's enough items out there where when you get dressed, nobody really can tell. So yeah. it's just, more I, me, I, right? I've seen you since. And, and I didn't want to ask because there was always, if it was just you and me, I probably well, those <laughs> there's always people around i'm like did you get so how's your boobs care right exactly <laughs> exactly and, uh, and like bad. i said if it's just you and me i might ask but there was always there's the times that i bumped in here on campus or whatever there's always someone else around i know um, it's so good to see you by the way that day i was like tony yeah it was great um yeah i'm really I'm, I'm missing it because i have been woefully inactive since the semester <laughs> i was doing beth's class twice a week they fitness and weight training and then Jennifer yoga class twice a week so I had a nice routine going I was getting a little cardio getting a little fit get a little strong a little flexible and then uh, yeah I could see a difference on I mean to be honest I could totally see a difference on um okay this is not going to be good you know we're doing this a little bit remote and you're about to right. hear the puppy so I apologize oh, to your audience was, um well it's funny my it, dog literally just ran out so it's a good timing because if he heard okay. that he would answer <laughs> Oh gosh. I'm like, sorry, crowd. Sorry. Sorry. Audience. Yeah. I was like, rawr, rawr. I'm like, Oh gosh, that's the sign of the times though. Right. That's our yeah, world. Exactly. No. So yeah. So I think, thank you. And I think I did see you and um, you know, I don't uh, just to kind of just follow up where I'm at today with it is I'm just sitting in it a little longer. Um, you know, Albert Einstein said he's not smart. He just sits with a question longer. So I'm trying to do an Albert Einstein nice. right now nice. and just sit in nice. it longer and really evaluate, you know, I'm older. My kids are, 18 and 16. I'm, you know, I'm in Whoa. my early forties. No, just kidding. I'm in my early fifties. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just want to, I just want to be sure, you know, it's a big step to put something else in there. That's not yeah. really you. Right. And then yeah. why am I doing it, Tony? Right. Like who's right. It really for, so right. these are all these questions I'm posing and I have a great support system around me. People are saying like, Karen, you're fine. Don't do it. You're, you're fine. Um, my own kids are showing me Instagram pictures of people completely flat that are 19 years old. Mom, look at her. Mom, look at her. So they're so sweet to me. I'm that so is that is good. And, and I hope if you decide the other way, and I'm sure they will be just as supportive, you know, whatever you decide. Yeah. So yeah. so that's that's great. Um would you have done anything differently? I mean, obviously the expanders went wrong. Do you think do you think I mean, obviously not knowing they would go wrong, but just doing it again, do you think that was worth the risk at the time? Would you do that again? That's a great question. Um you know, given the situation, I probably would just because of coming out of COVID, having the opportunity, you know, with my career teaching and coaching, I don't know that I would ever have that opportunity to be fully online again. And right. I mean, it's a process, you know, it's, they don't just go in and you have to go back in for a surgery and then they only last 15 or 20 years. So I'm guaranteeing another surgery down the road. Right. If I live a long life, which I teach and preach. Right. So right. I think if anything, it gave me You're an opportunity to your, try your to seize that moves. moment, Tony. Yeah, I tried to seize it, right? And it yeah. kind of like the universe has spoken. It's kind of like a little Obi-Wan moment, you know? I feel <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I tried, right? I feel like it's good. And so yeah. right, right now I'm leaning towards no. And I think for doing it now, I don't feel I don't feel the, the need to take the time off. You know, I'm like, I'm living yeah. life. I'm happy. I'm kayaking. I, I got to do the, you know, these rails to trails thing this summer. I got to ride 31 miles a day on these awesome trails in Idaho. Yeah, Tony, like, I'm just like, wow, why would I go backwards, you know, so, yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, no, and I think that's, it's, it's funny, the next, or maybe the previous, but another guest in this segment, I'm not sure how it's going to slate out, but they, they did have the reconstructive, and, Mm -hmm. and I'm, and 
clearly it's it's not my position to judge or decide but one of them delivered the funniest cancer line as far as i'm concerned <laughs> she just said i'm so glad i got cancer because i have the best boobs i've ever seen i wasn't this perky in my 20s <laughs> exactly and that you know and that's the flip side right it's a free boob job at you know right. that's the way to spin it right like i think right, in the other right. episode with you i was like hey who gets a free boob job at this yeah you know, that's kind of that's where i was headed to like oh my god it's gonna be great and then yeah and the cards get dealt right well i'm happy for her that's fantastic and i do hear people that have done it and are they're like hey it's not me but i'm really happy with how i look at it you know so yeah see that's the thing is i i, I and i and i don't know because i've been immersed in our culture since birth you know and, and we have this culture of not even just objectifying but expectations of the form of a woman and and men too but you know we have that and then to consider not conforming to that is brave to me i mean it's really you know to say i'm okay i'm in a good spot i don't have to live up to such and such a you know appearance of whatever i can i'm okay in my own skin because it's so it's it, women are supposed to have boobs you know it's just the way the way you know we're, we're supposed to be and you're supposed to wear a bikini and you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that and and it's yeah. it's in a very traditional way yeah right right if you're going right. to oh, cookie cutter right right i'm just, i'm saying right. i'm that's not my specific opinion no, no. I, I know what you mean right. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no i know what you're saying and i think and i so, think too like where we are in society now too it's starting to really i mean in my opinion i think embrace people's for all their differences and people yeah. I think women, when you think of the breast, right? You think of nurturing, you think of breastfeeding, right? It's it's fertility. It's all those wonderful things, right? Um, right. But then I also think my equating it at this point is kind of an amputee. I'm thinking of like people who have lost a limb maybe with a situation who don't even have a chance to, you know, get a leg. They have prosthetics, right? right? And and really that's what they are. A boob job is not right. really you, right? So right. Um, that's where I think sometimes, you know, there's a lot of people who really don't do it, right? They yeah. don't. They don't even go down that road, right? So you know, yeah, it's a journey. One, it's crazy. It's teach their own, you know. And maybe, and Tony, yeah. who knows? Maybe I'll call you in five years. You'd be like, I'm doing it, you yeah. know. But where I am, my life right now, right? Like right. how much? Right. I mean, I got a kid who graduated. I got a junior in high school. It's like for right now, I just can't see myself, even from an unselfish viewpoint, of being that selfish to lay myself up that long. Yeah. Like the surgery, the recovery, you know, yeah. the not being a life force in my household. My mom lives with. Like I just can't. I can't yeah. be down that long. Right. I don't have the luxury right. to be down yeah. that. Long. So. Has your um, view of cancer changed at all? I hate it. I hope you hated it before, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my view of it is it's just such an ugly monster and, you know, you do the best you can to prevent whatever can happen. But I mean, my view of life has changed for sure. I think my cancer view is the was, same. That was actually my, my next question was what, what do you, what do you, but see, now that, this might ring a little hollow from you because you've always been a seize the day person. You've always been a live, live it up, live the day to the fullest. And I think the lesson people would learn would be to do that. And do, do you think you just do it more because you were always, you know, in the elite level of <laughs> seizing the day and, and doing things and, and not, you know, yeah. And so it's hard. It's hard for me to picture you doing more. What what do you think? Yeah, what do you think has changed great, in your life? Oh, I love it. I love it. I love how much you know me too. That's great. You're right. I think what's <laughs> changed maybe now is my more is less. I think my more oh. my more was for everybody, right, Tony? Like right. you know Karen as oh my god, she's doing fitness class. Now she's recruiting. Now she's doing her right. kids. Now she's doing her mom. Now she's doing me. Right. Now she's doing right, right. That 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 that. She's now she's doing her own pool. She so now I have a pool guy. Now I have a gardener. <laughs> Now I have, right. I'm just, right. and it's, and now I'm saying no, maybe a little more often to some people. No, I can't yeah. do that. I'm going to go 
do this for myself. Um, yeah. So I think my shift has been, I'm still going to live it really large and we only get a little bit of time, but I think for where I fit myself on my ladder was pretty low. And so I think I'm moving myself up my ladder. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's... yeah, maybe not taking three overload classes at Grossmont, maybe, you know, finding a way to cut corners somewhere else. So I'm not just working my butt to the to hilt, right? Like yeah. riding the bike yeah. a little more, you know, saying, taking the puppy for a walk, right? Before right. I go in at 8 a.m., I'll go in at 9 a.m. now. Trying to figure bike. it out. Trying to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. I got to get a bike. That's that's up on my... Uh... You got to get a bike. It's really fun. I've, I mean, I've had a bike and I've had a couple bikes that just literally sat in the garage, like, you know, old treadmills doing a lot of people's houses. But I, I love being on a bike and riding it it really is enjoying joy yeah. it really, it's what's we're looking for it really is something i enjoy that's that's the yeah. closest way good you should it takes me back being a kid it takes me like if i go yeah. for a 20 yes. bike ride, i'm kind of like woo, you know wind in your hair right yeah, just, <laughs> yeah it's kind of yeah and there's a little bit of a, a slower freedom to it right you're not in your yeah. car you gotta yeah. do work you gotta work a little harder yes. to where you want to go and that which is okay which is and okay I, yeah i wish yeah. i wish more people embraced the journey and the effort and not just try to find the quickest way to the destination. You know, well said. Yeah. like when uh, I miss when I was doing little league and my youngest would, I would host the all-stars and do the announcing and he would work in the snack bar and we'd ride right. our bikes. It's, it's about a mile and a half. It's not a giant thing, but it was just so amazing to get right. on a bike with your kid and just ride. And, you know, of course mm-hmm. you wear the helmets and you do all the stuff you're supposed to do. And, yeah. and, because you have to, you, a you have to because it's legal, but you also want to set the right example and not be worried about. And everybody texts and drive nowadays, so I think it's more dangerous yeah. to be on a bike on the street. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I totally agree. No, and I really, um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So I, I hear you. I, I always was kind of like season life, but I think now it's more, you know, trying to make sure I schedule that little bit of time. Yeah. You know, for myself. So whatever that yeah. looks like, right? It could be with a friend. Yeah. It could be by myself. It could, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, any advice for uh, people in the early stages of breast cancer? Well, before the early stages, I've been telling everybody to get their mammograms. So, mammograms. Um, I mean, before the early stages, just the, oh my gosh, like do your self screening, your own self test, and then get the mammograms. And then, you know, my only advice I have is if you get the news is just try to just take it one step at a time. I know I kind of started to snowball in the very beginning and I just, oh, yeah, you uh, did. I think we talked about that. Just yeah. kind of applied more of a little bit of a basketball mindset, athletic mindset. Yeah. Um, and then, you know what, at the end of the day, there's only so much in your control, you know, yeah. just do what you can and then get through it the best you can. I mean, like I said, Tony, I'm so thankful to be, my, my story is not half as bad as some, yeah. you know, many people I've talked to since I got mine. I'm so blessed. Like I can't, uh, I wake you, up every day. So thankful. You know, do you find yourself talking about it more. Um, I mean, about I cancer myself, more aware. Uh, no, I wouldn't say more. What I think I'm completely yeah. shocked on is how many people have completely forgotten that it was only a year ago that I was down and out. That's yeah. the weirdest part. Like we're literally yeah. only in July. And it, at this time it, last year, I was still sitting on a couch, right? Had you honestly told me I would have I would have said it was way more way longer ago. But then I have to realize I've only been doing a podcast a little less than two years. So it could have been, you know, <laughs> that long. Yeah. Like, isn't that so, so crazy? I think my colleagues is. at work, like everybody's like, Oh my god, Karen, I don't I wouldn't even notice. Like I'm thinking, like, wow, like. So that I'm thankful for, but there's also a part of me that, you know, I'm still journeying. Right. But I look like, you know, like that eight-year-old kid who's like, you know, or seven-year-old kid who's like 5'11 and they think they're 12, you know, that's kind of how I feel. Like, I feel like 
I'm like, hey guys, I'm still coming out of this. And everybody has me already grown, done, and it's off the list, right? Well, I so, think I think people, myself included, maybe, maybe take you a little for granted and take your spirit for granted and take your you know, life approach for granted. People, I think that strangers would probably tiptoe a little more and, and give you a little more space and a little more acknowledgement maybe, you know, yeah. but, but I think, and, you know, and, but to be honest, I, I, I hope if, you know, God forbid something like that happens to me that I handle it the same way and that, that people kind of expect yeah, yeah. me to handle it the same way. Oh, and, you would, you know, Tony, you would handle it yeah. great. Yeah. You know, that would, that would be my thing. Do you remember your electric chair questions, your f- movie, food, and music? Oh, um, so, I mean, do you remember the premise of the question? I do. I do. I do. If I'm going to be, yeah. 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 And you were so nervous asking me like, Oh my God, we're going to surgery right, exactly. like, next week. I don't want to ask this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do remember. And I wonder if that has changed. That's great. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to splice them together. So. Oh, like, oh yeah. you are. Yeah. Okay. I so don't have it yet. Movie. I don't, I don't know right now what it is. I'll have to go back and look, but. I'm sure I said the notebook. I absolutely love that movie. Okay. Um, Karen indeed said the notebook the first time around, and that was consistent. However, her meal and her song changed. Her first meal was Noki, and her song was Amazing Grace. Listen up to hear the new version. Your meal? My meal has changed. My meal would be specifically pesto, Italian, um, pesto, Italian, I don't care what noodle, from Lake Stressa, Italy. It oh, wow. Exactly that meal. Yep, because we went wow. there this, we got to go this summer. Yeah, I was I specifically I was have a favorite meal now. Yeah, so, wow. yeah, oh my gosh, Tony, it was the best pasta I've ever eaten in my life. Okay, so that would be my meal. And they okay. have to import it in. We got, we got, that's fine. And any, you going to have a glass of wine with that? Or are you going to have? Oh, yeah, I'm going red wine. Red wine, okay. Wait, yeah. Or, or um, a homemade, okay, this is another new experience this summer. I had a homemade Presidente margarita. Oh, so I think I would pick that now for my drink. Okay, all right. Look, I've grown. Look how much I've grown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, your your song. What would be your song? Mm, Shivers by Shivers. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, that's amazing. My daughter just. I love Ed Sheeran. I love Ed Sheeran. Yeah, me too. But it, it was funny. I was telling my kids. Did you see the movie yesterday about the Beatles? Um, the mm. the premise of the movie is completely fantasy, but there's this electromagnetic event that happens around the globe, and everybody completely forgets the Beatles. There's no such thing as the Beatles except one guy. Okay. So, and he's a musician, so he's writing all these Beatles songs, like trying to remember them and create them, and he's becoming this mega superstar hit. And Ed Sheeran, as Ed Sheeran comes on the show, and they say, "All right, we're gonna have a songwriting contest. You got 15 minutes to write a song." You know, so he goes in back and writes like "Let It Be" or you know, or some classic <laughs> hit. And Ed Sheeran writes a song, and he's like, "Holy crap!" And uh, so I was talking about that movie, which is a really, really good movie. And if you like, is it on Netflix now? Is it available on somewhere? Yeah, Netflix, Hulu, somewhere out there. I, okay, I'm sure I'll have to watch it. Okay. Yeah, yesterday is the name of it, and it's really good. It's really good. If, uh, although. Anybody could enjoy it, but if you don't know who the Beatles are, like your oh, kids. Oh, no, I know they are. Yeah, I'll enjoy yeah. it. No, I know you do, but your kids might not. But they probably will, because they have a lot, of, a lot of young references. But then Ed Sheeran did this thing on YouTube where he went on a street in a peep show, okay, where he's, and, okay. and this guy's out front selling, hey, $2, you can see Ed Sheeran for 30 seconds, $2. And, and, and people walking by, finally somebody goes in, and 
it's like a peep show. Curtain opens up. He plays guitar for like 30 seconds. And the people are like, what? And it was what? really him? Yeah. And they paid $2. And then the curtain closed. And they ushered him out. <laughs> and then and it's on YouTube. You can find that. And I'm like, I love this guy. That he just doesn't take it. himself so seriously. That I that love it. His whole mentality was great. So his music is great. And his personality and the things he does are really fun. So, yeah. uh, no, so I really like him. I, I think he's really talented. I agree. He's great. Flavor Flav, again, tying it all together, who's going to be at the House of Blues with me playing at the House of Blues August 31st. Stream it live on Tony and the Mic. Okay. Um, <laughs> but Why can I go there live myself? Is it is it sold out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Flavor Flav, Stanley from The Office. Um, Sweet. Gary Busey. I don't know, some other kind of eclectic celebrities. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be in. Oh, no, it's it's out now. It's, it's public now. I'm going to say, oh. I, don't, I, I might have to edit this out. Whoop, edit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but go to uh, TonyLamike.com. Check it out live. You can stream it or it'll be up later. Our band. And I'm really happy with the way we put this band together. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, so, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. So with me. that, I will bid you adieu. Thanks for carving out some time. And um, we're going to drop it. It's a pretty quick turnaround. We're going to drop it this weekend. So tell okay, your daughters. I'll check it out. Tell your daughters that we have to find a reason for them to come on because I'm still mad they, they stood me up last time because they were afraid. Deal. So, all right, perfect. They were Thanks, nervous, Karen. right? Appreciate yeah. you, Tony. Thanks so right. much. Okay, bye, -bye. bye now. Rejoining to find out how his life has progressing and his treatment has gone. Brian Trinkle. Hey, how you doing? Hey, folks, got good. The hysterical, fun-filled cancer edition. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to follow up some of the guests we've had and see how things have gone for them and, and what their reside has been. Now, where do we leave off with you? You were in chemo That's about right. halfway through? Uh, yeah, I had a little bit... Uh, a few more treats left and okay. uh yeah i was just gonna wrap that up and uh, uh go through another uh pet scan after that in in december so at the end of october was my last uh chemo treatment and then i uh had my pet scan in december so uh that looked good at the time and oh, uh at the time. I yeah like the way you said that. yeah but they i thought that was gonna be my my, yeah. my last uh pet scan but then they asked me to do another one so that made me a little worrying because yeah. a little bit of deviation from the plan so uh yeah but i did another scan in april and that looked good enough for them to be like happy with okay. where it was so okay. no more pet scans until they hopefully ever right yeah but, yeah <laughs> yeah they'll if they feel like it they'll yeah let me now what would be an indicator do they do you do like annual blood tests do you uh, do... yeah i'm gonna do uh i think it's twice a year i'm going okay. in uh do a blood test uh check with the doctor uh talk through any if i'm feeling any more symptoms like uh night sweats fatigue uh those kinds of things those fatigue man i'd be it's it's really hard to tell because, right <laughs> <laughs> especially with a young kid yes. like and how old is phoebe she's two and a half now. wow 
That's yeah. a great age. She's yeah, it, tons of energy. Terrible twos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's showing a little more attitude these yeah. days. <laughs> but, it's so funny when I had my Anthony was first, but when I had all my kids, it's, people would say terrible twos, terrible twos, and I'm like, no, that's not me. That's just, that's for bad parents, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's something not, about kids. They just can't yeah. be controlled no yeah. matter no matter what. Yeah, they 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 jump into that mm-hmm. actually after the first PET scan. Yes. And you were told you had to have another one. They didn't like something. How, how did that? Yeah. So I could only make like a, an inference from uh, like they didn't really loop me in for what they were thinking. So what I was thinking was that like they didn't have a baseline of what my lymph nodes really looked like before treatment started. So okay. uh, the PET scan that I had during treatment and then the one that I had in December, I think they didn't look very differently from each, okay. from each other. So like they were thinking oh maybe the last round of treatments didn't take as much as they wanted to see so they just wanted to do one more and if it looked the same or better then that would be a good sign and it looks like that was the case okay now that's your inference yes now you're pretty smart you're pretty well versed and i try to be (laughs) no you are don't be modest you're a smart dude check out the big brain brian (laughs) right um did you ever get an explanation? Did you ever? Did they ever tell you why they wanted another one? Or? Not, not really. I didn't. No. I didn't really ask. Uh, okay. Not, not too much FaceTime with the doctor, and yeah. like, and just since it, since they were happy, I was happy. So now, really but broad. in between, they weren't they weren't happy until the second one, right? Uh, they were happy with the progress. Oh, they were like okay. they okay. they never really like expressed any like worry or anything like that. So um, I was just. Uh, that's why I was I was a bit surprised that they wanted me to do one more after the December one. Right. So like that's so that's the only reason why I think that like they weren't like concerned, but they were just like uh, alerted about the potential amount of progress that was being made from the treatment. Okay. Now, are you not medically necessarily cancer free, but are you emotionally cancer free? Are you? Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, actually, I've been even going like days, days without even thinking that I even that's had awesome. cancer. Yeah. Like it's it's. I, I've been living my life almost like I never even had it, and wow. it's and it's great. That's how it should be. Yeah, we, that's what we hope for in modern mm-hmm. medicine and life and everything. That's fantastic. Definitely. Uh, would you do anything different? Uh, different, you know, it just went so well. Not 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 exactly. Yeah. Like right. I think like my my work really uh, worked with me to like accommodate what I needed. Right. And um, like the treatment went so well, and I had such a great support system that like hard to change anything. yeah like it it went so well it's hard to yeah think no, anything a, could really go better yeah that's a that's a poster child for that <laughs> now do you think phoebe has any idea that you had cancer i think she knew something was up um like on treatment days i would come home i'd be really tired not yeah. feeling so good so um I remember like uh, Sarah would come home from work and uh, bring Phoebe home with her and they would go back to our room to like be with me while I was tired, taking a nap, whatever it was. And um, you kind of tell that she felt something Mm -hmm. there, but I don't like, I don't know if she still thinks about that anymore. I wonder because that was, she was young enough then for sure that that was just normal. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. and then now there's a new normal mm-hmm. and i wonder 
I wonder. I mean, asking <laughs> yeah. her about it now wouldn't do anything, but a couple of years, ask her about it, and I'd yeah. be curious to see if. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, just to say, you know, what do you remember? Do you remember any of this? For and, sure. And because that's, I would imagine she was young enough that. Now she, how old was she when you when you were diagnosed? Uh, that was about a little more than a year ago. So she was uh, just shy of a year and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah. So that's that's too young to really process anything. Do you think you missed anything when you were sick? Um, I probably did <laughs> a little <laughs> bit, to be honest. Like uh, just not feeling so good, not being right. able to go out like how you would want to but the thing about it is that like with covid being where it was true, yeah. there's nowhere to really go anyway <laughs> yeah no, that's true that's good you were so lucky yeah i'm just kidding yeah. thank you <laughs> you're so lucky to get cancer when covid was going around well it was and your baby was little like really though it was like the right kind to get at the right time Not to right. get because and like having the right boss and the right situation yeah. to be like really accommodating and yeah. like the Strong right support system. wife yeah, and definitely. family and yes. the whole bit. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's fantastic. Do you, uh, if somebody your age-ish was going through it, again, it's pretty young yeah. to, to go through this. Definitely. Anything you would tell them? Um, or any, even if they're not going through it. Do you have, like with women, it's more, with breast cancer, it's more of a make sure you get your mammograms, do your self-testing and all like that. Mm-hmm. Is there any, you know, similar thing like that for you or? You know, it's... <laughs> maybe a thing to tell people is to just list to your body. Right. Um, yeah. like I just had noticed, like I'd been more tired. Uh, it was also around the time of the COVID, um, shot that I got. So I thought it was like, a, oh, a, an effect right. of that, like being tired, tired and having shot, a right. swollen lymph node too right. in my neck. And, uh, but because it didn't go away for, couple of weeks three weeks or so that was just like a, a red flag to like you know maybe i should say something or do something yeah. about it and i was lucky that um, sarah pushed me into letting my doctor know about it so like a whole listen to your body don't be too proud right. to reach out to your doctor right. at least getting a checkup what's the harm right right yeah no and that's that's a hard line to draw yeah for, you know okay i have a headache mm-hmm. okay i'm feeling super t- like me like right now I'm super tired. I'm, you know, it's middle of summer. I'm a pool guy. I'm, I'm tired. Sure. It's just part of the deal. Right. Uh, but am I extra tired? Right. Am I cancer tired? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, and it's hard. So, and my instinct, it sounds like was yours also was not to just kind of figure right. it out as you go. Yeah. And then, but my wife, much like your wife would say, <laughs> okay, this is it enough. Go get in and have it looked at. Yeah, definitely. So like, yeah, getting that outside perspective. Yeah. It certainly helps. And yeah, because like, and they see us. They see she sees you mm-hmm. like every day, and she knows when you're tired, and then she knows when something's this up. This isn't right. right. This is a little more tired than normal. Right. And uh, I was lucky too with the swollen lymph node being yeah. where it was because it could have been like deep oh, yeah. in my chest cavity. I have never, no idea. Never. In fact, it. Um, James Connor, the running back for mm-hmm. the Cardinals, yeah. he had Hodgkin's lymphoma when he was in college. And when they discovered it, I read um, he was like supposedly like weeks away from potentially dying oh, because wow. of how swollen it was, and he had no idea because it was so deep in his chest cavity. I don't know and exactly his how chest he was probably gigantic because he's absolutely <laughs> <laughs> had to dig through a lot of muscle yeah. to get. 
I've you know looking into it too, like what, James Connor for that was a running back for the Cardinals. Um, yeah. Brandon Staley, the yeah. head coach for the Chargers, and Eric Berry, safety oh, wow. for the Chiefs. They all had Hodgkin's lymphoma at some point in their lives. Eric Berry's been down twice, right? Didn't he have Yeah, I think um, almost certainly he had the Hodgkin's lymphoma, and that was yeah. out. Like He was out for a while, and then he came back, and um, I know he retired pretty early. Right. I think it was probably semi-related. I can't imagine it's not. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, what a heroic story. He, re- he really for he sure. really good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say role model. <laughs> now, when this was first happening, did you ever have like the "Holy crap, this is real!" right moment? Yeah, you, was there a moment the light came on and it, or I guess brighter? I guess so. Like it, it kind of came on even like not even quite before the official diagnosis. I had had a biopsy done by a head and neck surgeon and jammed this giant needle in yeah. my swollen lymph node in my neck and uh yeah that was (laughs) that was quite a time it's just five times you had to jam this needle in there and he was really funny too because by uh, design or yeah missed the first four times (laughs) yeah he he, it was on purpose (laughs) okay and it was funny on the last time he takes the sample and he and he shows it to me and he's like oh that was money (laughs) okay so after i left the doctor's office there i like just had this moment of like oh man i'm probably gonna hear that this is it right yeah. so like i really wonder what this is gonna now when look you say like this is it you meant cancer or you meant death like cancer <laughs> okay yeah and were you ever afraid you're gonna die um i can't say it didn't cross my mind mm-hmm. but uh i wasn't terribly like like i didn't think it was a realistic end yeah you weren't it wasn't a probability or right a... yeah looking like I tried to resist reading into it, but yeah. you you have to <laughs> a bit. And oh, like seeing how positive the treatments have been mm-hmm. made me feel so much better about my situation. Yeah. Now they discovered it primarily because of the swollen lymph nodes. Because if you yes. went in with fatigue, do you think they would have even looked for it? Maybe not, or it would have taken way, way too long yeah. to figure it out. And in fact, I may have mentioned this before, but uh, I had a, friend who had the same thing and she was showing night sweats fatigue these kinds of symptoms and she went to her primary care and she just was trying to convince them that there was something up and they were just thinking it was like the flu something like that so yeah 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 whatever get out of here and then she kept coming back it took i think a few months for them to okay fine we'll look into it and it's like oh my god it's like stage four hodgkin's lymphoma so she made it all the way to stage four. Wow. I was only stage two A, I think it was. Yeah. I found out. Uh, but yeah, she was stage four, but she went through the same treatments. I did six and months, uh, the same kind of chemo. And so far I hear she's doing just fine. Good. Good. Did you lose hit your hair chemo? Uh, I did probably lose a good 50%, I would say, yeah. of my hair um, thinner or like one side like everything on the right. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was that was a lucky thing for me too is just it thinned out yeah. like it really wasn't terribly obvious until i didn't notice <laughs> right and so yeah. like until i took pictures and i noticed that my eyebrows were like gone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's all it's all coming back i feel normal i look normal i yeah. think <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> And I'm even like gaining some weight now. Nice. Like I didn't lose terribly much weight, but um, now I'm gaining some weight back. So I feel How a lot much better. How much did you lose? Um, 
probably not even like f- five or more pounds. Like oh, I, I kept a good like discipline about um, maintaining a decent diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important. Mm-hmm. That's that's important. That's just a that's a discipline. Do you remember uh, when you came on and we did the electric chair question? Yeah. You had one movie, mm-hmm. one meal. That's right. And then one song. Mm-hmm. You have been convicted of a capital crime. Mm-hmm. You are granted a last meal. While you eat that meal, you get a last movie, and then you get to plug your last song into the headphones. Mm-hmm. What would be your meal or movie in either order? Let's see. I do remember my choices from the last time. You do. And um, in fact, my parents treated me to my last meal <laughs> wow <laughs> a couple of months ago yeah like so we went to a steakhouse and got a tomahawk ribeye steak nice. just like just like i was talking about nice so that was really that was really nice of them sticking with that yeah probably okay. probably movie um, i know last time i said dark night and i feel like i want to change that okay but to what you remember you lost the song last time i do remember that one too what um, was it rainbow connection oh yeah that's right <laughs> given the situation i don't think i would change the song <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I think the movie would probably be the only one that i'd okay. like to change but it's funny i say that because i can't think of a replacement all right think about this go with me you ready mm-hmm. okay you just got woke up by something in the middle of the night it's like one o'clock in the morning you stumble out. You don't want to wake anybody up. So you turn on the TV in the family room or whatever. And you see something's on. And you go, oh, I love this movie. What's on the TV? That answer would be Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Like, that's that's a movie that is hard to not watch when it's on. Yeah. yeah. But that's not going to be your movie. It is hard. Whenever, whenever. Yeah, there's just like there's so many good ones. <laughs> yeah, our band is playing House of Blues. Okay, great. Um, yeah, awesome. on August thirty first, and when I talk to people and they say, "Oh, what do you guys play?" And I say, "Well, we play cover songs. You know, songs people know, songs people can sing along, and everything." Well, like what songs? And we have over a hundred songs in our catalog, and I can never think of more than three. For sure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> there's so many good ones, right. but uh, Johnny be good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So it's like movies. If somebody says, because I've had a couple guests say, well, you know, what's your movie? And I say, well, mine changes all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, if you ask me today, it'd probably be, I'm going to go with Brian's song. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's apropos. Yeah, that's right. Another, yeah, it's, um, and I was talking to another guest about movies and stuff. Brian's song is Gail Sayers, Brian Piccolo. I don't know. Oh, can't? Dang. Yeah, this is right. Your, this I, is, the, yeah. yeah. I had not seen that movie, but I had this poster in my room that said, Brian's Brian song. song. I had the Chicago Bears helmet yeah. on it, and yeah. like I, I really wanted to know the story, but I knew it was had something to do with cancer, and yeah. that was sad. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, that's I know. that's uh, that's really funny because this is really subconscious. This didn't, I didn't think Brian right. because you're here, and I didn't think <laughs> cancer, mm-hmm. you know, because you're here. But but Brian's song. If you haven't seen it, there's two. Watch the original, the original. James Con and Billy D. Williams. They okay. did a remake, mm-hmm. but in the original, they had a lot of the actual Chicago Bears as teammates and they go through camp and it's it's really good so it may be the best made for tv movie ever as far as i'm concerned the idea of this is that we can talk to some people who went through what we're going through 
some cancer treatments and hard times and and let people know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel Definitely. <laughs> you know there's yeah. a lot of hope there's a lot of you know and and you're a perfect example that you feel like you said you go days without even thinking about right. it and i hope you go weeks and i hope you get to go to months and i hope that when somebody says uh it makes a joke like oh that dude has cancer oh sorry brian you're like why oh yeah i had cancer <laughs> exactly yeah i know at the very least i'm gonna be thinking about it once a year when i go right. back for right. those doctor's appointments but like right. yeah like going these massive stretches without thinking about it it's yeah. it's really it makes me feel good about my whole process yeah. that happened and like now did your uh when you went through it were you consumed? I mean, that's kind of a dumb question, but I mean, was it hard to think about other things or like, especially when you're going through chemo? Um, I don't think so. Oh, really? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Like Good. I just kind of took it as it came and, yeah. and yeah, like I knew more or less the plan just every two weeks, show up at the hospital, just hang out there for three hours, come home, take a nap and. Did you throw yeah. up much? Uh, it was, I want to say three times oh that's not bad yeah it wasn't bad at all wow yeah you had like the cancun of chemotherapy <laughs> <laughs> right it's like you want to go on right. this just, yeah oh. it's almost a little vacation for my life <laughs> you go on a, you go on a, you throw up three times you go on a cruise yeah so <laughs> and a cruise you have to pay for right so medically covered for sure no i appreciate coming down i don't and I, obviously anybody who listens to the show and you know that i'm not making light i'm just taking a positive humorous approach and everything i, I definitely uh, have great respect for what you did when you went through it the way you handled it i think that's great and uh, i think you set a great example for other people and hopefully people will listen and they will get tested and yes. they will be mindful and they will listen to their body and they will do that stuff because that's that's the key i think all right my guest for this segment brian trinkle say goodbye to the folks brian goodbye folks thanks man thank you I almost forgot. I know that none of you would sleep tonight if I didn't let you know his new deathbed movie. And he chose the 1986 classic starring Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, and Martin Short, The Three Amigos. Tony in the Mesa. The Mesa. Mesa. Outro. 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 That is going to do it for another episode of Tony on the Mic. Please subscribe, like, comment, and support the show at Tony on the Mic on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and the TikTok. All of these platforms are being slowly filled with quality entertainment product. Also support the show on our Patreon page and contact Tony on the Mic at TonyOnTheMic.com for sponsorship opportunities and content suggestions. I want to thank my sponsors and the support side, including associate producer Gary Lawrence.